Welcome to Brothers Red, the unique LFC fan podcast brought to you by Five Brothers. Tonight, I'm joined by Matt, Fran and Paddy, and also friend of the show, David Shams, who's uh, a US-based uh, Red, like the rest of us. He's based in Washington, D.C., and he's here to talk with us, of course, about the FA Cup fourth round match, Brighton 2, Liverpool 1. Another disappointing result, Matt. What's your take on the game? Yeah, obviously, really, really, really disappointing to be out of another cup again, isn't it? You know, and uh, it's just kind of things just keep keep hitting us really hard now. And uh, we've only really got the Champions League uh, to, to look forward to now. But I do... I do think the performance was a bit better, actually. Uh, we we're a bit, we we're a bit more compact and we we're a bit more organised. And obviously, if you can put, if you compare that to the first game against Brighton, there was, there was a kind of a, a at least there was an improvement. But um, yeah, it still feels, it, it still feels a bit sore to, to be honest, being out of another cup. Um, but we just got to try and take the positives from it because we, we do know now that we're in transition. And we know that this is this is a season where we've just got to somehow get something out of it so we can rebuild um, uh, for next summer. Um, but yeah, overall, obviously very, very disappointed. I mean, David, I, I thought we were pretty good for a draw, to be honest. I mean, that late winner took me by surprise. Yeah, I mean, I think it's disappointing in that, you know, the same problems that have kind of plagued us through, through the season uh, or, or even recently the set pieces, corner kicks, so on and so forth. It just somehow someone goes unmarked on the, on the back posts, someone, you know, overcommits uh, on a challenge and, and, and leaves a, a shooter open. Um, it's just a disappointing way to end considering that there was, as uh, you all said, the, um, a little bit more stability in the midfield, a little bit more organization. Um, it, it looks like they're starting to sort that out a little bit, yeah. but yeah. And then just to have that at the, at the very end. Um, and I thought maybe you could build off this and, and have the three matches in a row that had the kind of starting to have a little bit more stability, um, you know? Yeah. And then you just, in with the loss and, and you're out of another cup that you could use to help reset or uh, reconfigure or rejuvenate the squad. I mean, I mean, Fran, everything feels worse at the moment, doesn't it? I mean, it's a sort of um, hammer blow to go out of the FA Cup fourth round, but it's not altogether surprising. Brighton are a good side. We're playing away from home. We're a bit unlucky, weren't we? certainly with the first goal. But it's just everything at the moment, I think, as Klopp was saying, feels magnified. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, I think David and Matt kind of alluded to this idea of a bit of sleepy defending um, at times to Liverpool, which was very, very disappointing. Um, but I think, obviously, for Liverpool now, um, you look at it and think, well, actually, we're so far... You know, I think we're ten points off position, top top four. We're out of the FA Cup. We basically only got really the Champions League to play for, and that's going to be such a tricky tricky game against Madrid. Um, and you kind of think, are we in transition, or is it something a little bit more than transition at the moment for Liverpool? 
And I think everything is magnified at the moment to suggest that Liverpool, the, the wheels have, have really fallen off. But if you remember, Liverpool had so much structure about them in terms of, you know, now the club is potentially, well, the owners are looking to sell the club. Things are not going right on the pitch. We're losing key players. So I think there may be slightly something more than, than just a bit of a transition at the moment for Liverpool. And everyone's kind of willing, willing Liverpool to, to be knocked out. It was a typical FA Cup game, wasn't it, really? And actually, I didn't think um, Liverpool looked like even winning the game in the second half. Brighton much, much better, weren't they? Uh, they had yeah. they had more they had more shots and they had more more possession didn't they, um, and I think did we only have one shot in the second half? But it wasn't many, was it? Yeah, so I think Brighton were were much better, but their their, their equaliser was a little bit lucky as well, wasn't it, James? It was, a, it was a bit unlucky the way it kind of don't just put his leg to it and it and it went past Ali, so we're a little bit unlucky there because if we would have gone into half time one nil. It might have been a different. It possibly could have been different second half. I don't know, but well, I, I think I think um, Pad that we played actually quite well in the first half, and um, you know we we could we couldn't we couldn't should have been going going in half time in the lead. Yeah, first half was in isolation, <laughs> quite entertaining. It's a good good cut match, really. I think you go away to Brighton. You expect to give away a couple of chances, but we had some good chances, and I probably thought we were just about good for a lead. Um, and then we got knocked by that equaliser. But there was some good moments. There was some good structure and organisation. I liked the aggression in the midfield. Um, I thought Gakpo linked the the play up well and you could kind of see him for the first time why they bought him he seemed quite tired he seemed to be doing a bit of a bobby role um doing some like good pressing good link up play a couple of good touches um they still don't feel like he's a he's a threat but i could see a little bit more from him for the first time um so i think there were some positives in that first half um we did create some good chances. Don't know what's up with Mo, but on a different day, maybe Mo gets two two goals there, and then we we're not out of sight, but we're in a different position, a bit more comfortable. Because um, at the end of the day, you're relying on your top players. But Liverpool at the moment are a bit. I know we've got some attacking players injured, but we're kind of top heavy. We've got a very good attack, especially when all everyone's fit. Um, and we just seem a bit out of balance. Um, I think some of the investments in the last three years have been transitioning the, the forward line and the, the the balance of the team's gone and the, they haven't invested enough in midfield. So we're having to rely on youngsters to come in and provide energy. Um, so there's, there's a couple of positives in there. and I, I did like the energy from the young lads. Um, Bichetic, um had another good game overall, but asking a lot for him really. Um, but I, I mean, you look, you look at, you take Salah out the team, or maybe Ali out the team as well, and you compare our eleven to Brighton's. We're kind of we're a top ten, top ten side really. There's not a lot of Champions League quality in there. Um, 
maybe that's a bit harsh on a couple of players, but we still it's still very much a team with growth and potential, and they're not they're not there. they're not at the same level as, as what the team has been for the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, going off on one what, there, but yeah, it was it was a good first half. I what what I would say to that is though is last season. You you would you would think that Robbo and Trent were world class, and you would you would say Canate is is not world class, but he's getting there, particularly with him being in the, you know the world you know the World Cup final with uh, France. So, you know, the, there's still players there who 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 have got the pe- pedigree, and Thiago as well. Um, yeah, so- Thiago Thiago Robbo, I think for. Trent isn't playing well at all. He he still looks good on the ball, but um, Matomo especially had him on toast again. I think he took, I think he skinned him like four or five times during the game. So and that was a that was a problem at Brighton. So I don't know why he didn't change that up. I'd even have him Gomez at right back because although Trent offers a lot going forward, um. There was clearly a weakness in the first game against Brighton, and it, I, I felt all their best attacks came from that lad again. He, he's playing well; he was a good player, um, but the protection around Trent and maybe even Trent's performance defensively wasn't there. I mean, David, um, Liverpool have been a little bit more combative, more compact, a little bit more aggressive in midfield with Bacetic, Keita, and Thiago starting. Um, is that a is that a, a good thing? Is that something that you'd like to see, or do you think it has the potential to cause us more problems, like with some of the the near misses yesterday? I mean, um, some X rated tackles weren't there out there at times, particularly from Fab. Yeah, um, yeah. I, had a, I was thinking about that the other day during even before the match that you know. That midfield three, if you were to ask anyone at any point during any season, or this season specifically, one, you wouldn't expect Keita to be playing, was it four four matches in a row now? Yeah, um, something like that. You, you wouldn't expect him to, to be able to uh, play for, for that extended period of time, uh, four matches. Um, and you wouldn't expect a... Basetic to, to, to be able to, to produce in the way that he has... Um, and I think it's not a long-term answer, but I think it's a, a very short-term hit or reset and, and maybe Fabinho gets back into the headspace that he needs to be in in order to, to play that role. We've expected him to play. Um, and then the other kind of point I keep coming back to is, is that we played in three finals last season and we're shut out in all three finals. Um, yeah. Chelsea both times in Real Madrid. Um, so I don't know if it's simply just this season that we've had some attacking futility, but I think you overall you could say that teams were starting to sort us out. They just weren't able to put anything together. Uh, and then this season, Mane leaves, players get injured, Nunez doesn't really kind of settle in, Diaz gets injured. Jolta gets injured, and so now you have a, a, a new signing, January signing, and a 19-year-old who is consistently being asked to play out of position to, to play a role as, as you know, an attacking role. 
Um, and, you know, you're asking Mo, who had built this great chemistry with not just Trent and, and Hendo, but also uh, Bobby and, and, and Sajo, to, to perform at the same level with the specific constraints he now has. And it's, it's really difficult to do. All of that said, he is not taking people on 1v1 like he used to. He is missing shots like uh, the first half, was it the 20th minute or so, where he gets the 1v1 that he would finish easily any, in, in any season. Um, and, uh, and he's also – uh, missing passes in the players, although he had the great assist into, into Harvey uh, for, for the goal. Um, he just looks lost. And I don't, I don't know what the answer is to it um, other than, you know, zoom out a bit and say, okay, we've got inj- injuries in the front line. So that's, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, um, I think uh, we'd be happy to write off this season, wouldn't we? Um yeah. We'll have to see what happens in the Champions League, but um, it's a very odd season. I think part of the problem, Fran, with Liverpool is that, you know, they've been consistently so good, haven't they, over the last four or five years? Um, and when they're good, they're very good. But when they're bad, they tend to be really bad. I mean, you think about that lockdown spell that we had, we've spoken about it in sort of, what was it now? Was it 2021 season after we won the league where we just lost all those games at home? We had a really bad run and then we came back. It's almost as if the players are now being asked to adapt to a situation and are being just asked, I don't know, maybe not to not to concede and maybe try and nick a winner here or there. They're being asked to be a sort of top, top eight sort of team in terms of their performance whereas you know they're not used to that they're used to dominating they're used to being brilliant and maybe everyone's just a bit fed up and you know they're an emotional team and Klopp's an emotional manager and you know something's not right confidence wise at the moment perhaps because of those structural problems it's difficult to put your finger on I think you're right it is very difficult to put your your finger on what the, the issue is really because um, as you rightly said, Liverpool. It's very difficult because, um, well, we just, I just don't see where where we're moving forward with it at the moment. I'm finding it very difficult because I think we've had some really bad bad results, um, and. I just, I, I don't know, I'm, str- I'm struggling really. I'm struggling to really sort of articulate my feelings towards well, that, yeah. how we're stuck between two stools, aren't we? I, I, I think that's it. I mean, we're, we're not, at the moment, Klopp can't just get on and rebuild what he's having to do. I mean, maybe he is trying to rebuild, but he's, he's having to sort out a short-term problem. I mean, we, it's it's a new midfield. He's trying to bed down a new attack. Um, I think as right as you rightly said, though, it's like Fab for it, for instance. He, when he came on, he absolutely stunk the place out, didn't he? He, he was <laughs> so poor. Some of the challenges, he looked so guilty as well on on TV after a couple of um, 
sort of reckless challenges, which maybe could have got him, you know, a red card. And there was, there was, he was smiling, you know, wasn't he? Did you see him smile when he did the? Yeah. Like, it was almost as that sort of a wry smile, wasn't it? As if, like, you know, what this can't get any worse. I mean, you know. The there was a stage in the me. game where it was. I was almost thinking, if he gets sent off here, it might actually help Liverpool because, as you rightly said, it's a little bit of a domino effect for Liverpool. When one player is losing the ball or not playing particularly well, everyone seems to follow suit. And it, it really, really is this sort of domino yeah. effect of players just not performing. And we're just lacking so much confidence at the moment, aren't we? I think it is. And I think there is a mental um, side to it because... You've seen the reaction of Trent when he came off as well, and he was he was kind of in disbelief, wasn't he? When he when he came off, you've seen Fab uh, make a reckless challenge. Canate should have probably been sent off for that mm-hmm. for for that yeah. challenge because he because he already had a booking. So obviously the players are starting are, are feeling it now as well. The, but, the, the frustration, but I but but. but but coming back to what you said is, I think Liverpool at the moment have kind of lost an identity. They don't have an identity in the yeah. way they play. Because if we if we if, if we're pressing like we did last time, the high octane press, we're still getting beat. If we play mid block, low block, we're still getting beat. We've not quite played low block, but you know, mid mid-ish block. So uh, and we've changed the midfield around. We tried to change the formation around as well a few times. To, but to, to I, I think that's spot on as well. It's the identity. So we don't have an identity. Because... It's the identity. It really is because we've had five or six seasons where we've we've been playing this sort of heavy heavy metal football, and we're now half having to readjust and say, well, actually, we just need to grind out and get results at times. Stem the bleeding is what we said in the previous pod, and. It, it maybe that's a little bit alien for a lot of the players at the moment. And Gapo at times for me, I know as Paddy mentioned that there was times where he looked, you know, looked like good signs in terms of him progressing. But at other times, I I think he looks lost on the pitch. As an example of of a few players not quite understanding or not really adjusting to to this new formation or this sort of more reserved. Compact, yeah. I mean, it just shows how far we've kind of declined this year because going into the Brighton game, you could you could easily, if you're honest with yourself, you could say, well, you know, we could easily get beat today. <laughs> yeah. And that wasn't any consideration last, last season, really. Um, and it's a little bit about, it's almost a bit like having a better performance. Because, <laughs> like, you know, we're kind of comparing it to the when we get absolutely battered battered by Brighton um, a few weeks back. And it's kind of like, well, let's just try and improve a little bit. <laughs> let's just try yeah. and let's just try and be more compact and play a bit further back, a bit low block, which we did and we did better. We 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 competed better. But Liverpool playing low block or further back is 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 obviously not not the solution. But I think it's just a short term measure really until we get Virgil back and until Diaz comes back as well, probably. Um yeah. I mean it's just it's just a nightmare at the moment, isn't it? Um I mean it's hard to keep perspective. Um I don't go to Twitter for that perspective because you get so many mad takes, so many reactionary stances, but it's just hard one to swallow this season, and we're just gonna have to suck it up and take it in. I mean, um there are positives. 
Um, Bacetic looks to me, Pad, to be the real deal. Um, I think it's going to take another two years before he's um, a, a top player, but I, I think he looks to me as though he's a viable long-term, you know, sort of central defensive midfielder for us. Well, at the moment, I think his qualities are sticking out because um, high energy, high aggression, keeping it simple sometimes. I, I think that's the, the team has lacked that a little bit, lacked a bit of composure to keep in possession, lacked a bit of bite and intensity, and he's they kind of seem to be his qualities in his game. So I think he's standing out a little bit, um, especially when the quality around him should be a lot better. Um Henderson, Thiago, Fabinho, and some of the other lads who have played midfield this season haven't haven't shown enough of what he's he's given. Like he seems to, he, he just seems to be working really hard, and um, and it's 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 made a difference. But um, it's hard. I think it's hard to say what it's going to be like long term. They've, they've given him a contract, which is a good thing. Um, it's just it's hard to see what Ahmed's field might look like in the in the summer. They might they might completely now tear it apart and get rid of three or four faces and bring in three or four. So I, I, yeah, it's hard to see past that. We we have a lot of youngsters come through and just don't quite kick on. So Curtis Jones, for example, quite interested to see if he's going to kick on. He's been signing at the Bassetics level for a while. He come into the team, look good, and then. Mm you kind of have that drop-off after the initial excitement of getting in the first team. It's like it's producing that consistency for 20 games a season, 30 games a season. So there's definitely more tests for, for this lad. Um, but it's, it's nice to see him doing well. He's got good pedigree in his family. Um, him and Thiago, it's quite funny that they're both um, the dads used to play together. Um, so all good signs for me, for him. But... Um, I think it's it's just pointing out that we we need that kind of energy and thrust in midfield. So, I mean, that would be the first place to invest in the summer. Crazy that they're not doing it now, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I like him. It's a good player. I mean, I, I, don't, I mean, it's I mean, don't want to talk about the general situation, David, all the time. But FSG are getting a lot of flack at the moment. Um, there's some sort of shocking statistics going around about, you know, Liverpool's spend compared to other Premier League teams. Um, I mean, what's what's your take on it? Do you, do you think FSG are, are, are sort of really letting us down or do, do, you, do, do you kind of think that they're just working within the purse strings? Yeah, it's a little bit of mixed feelings, honestly. Um, I think, you know, they're part of the reason why we had those four or five seasons that were just absolutely phenomenal to, to, to watch and uh, be a part of, but also it's very clearly they have um, either held on to players too long or didn't find re replacements for them to help, you know, lighten the load a little bit. Uh, I think part of the problem also is that uh, not that Henderson or Fabinho are old, but I think they both played over, you know, 55 matches last season, not including their, their national team uh, um, uh, obligations. Uh, and the style of play that Klopp, you know, wants out of his players is you just have to put forth a great deal of energy. And I don't 
you know, even as a 25, 26 year old, I think it, it it's demanding a lot if, if you're asking them to do that for four or five seasons in a row without any replacements. So um, I don't know if it's FSG or who, whoever it is that's making those decisions, not just with the purse strings, but identifying who to go out and target and, and figuring out how they go out and do it. Um, you know, that's been disappointing. And, and yeah, I think that, um, you know, some of the, the numbers coming out about how much money that they've made and how much money the team is bringing in, not just from transfers, but from, you know, uh, not even in comparison to the other teams, but it's, it's very clear they have the money to, to, to throw out there for some players. But um, I, I don't know though, because now Chelsea has, is going in and spending, you know, <laughs> 120 million on Enzo. Uh, what's his last name? Fernandez. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and I don't, I don't know, like, and they spent, huh. you know, 90 million on the, the kid from Ukraine. So um, it, it just seems as if that they're splashing money around that maybe it's going to make it difficult for the FSG to, to say they want to, you know, if they get into a bidding war that they're just going to back out again. So I, I don't know. Um, I, I think they're up for criticism, but also we should recognize that they're part of the, you know, the, the upward trajectory of the of the club over the last few years. Yeah, I think I think that um, FSG have been good. I think my my take on it, um, I don't know how you feel about it, Pad, is that they they need to put more money in, um, and and there's been there's been times when. I mean, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes, what Klopp's asking for, but there have been times when we've needed um, to reinvest in the squad, um, and they and they haven't they haven't made that money available. So it appears. I mean, we've needed a midfielder or midfielders for a couple of years. The other thing I would say though is that you know two years ago, if I if I'd said you know to you guys or maybe a year and a half ago, would you would you sell Ox and Kaita? Um, then probably a lot of us here would have said, yeah, it's not worked out, uh, particularly with Naby. Um, we haven't moved him on. And I know that Klopp kind of bristled a bit recently when, when he was asked um, whether he's been too loyal to some players. Um, uh, so there is maybe a sense that maybe we should have moved on some players. Like Genie left, didn't he? Uh, we didn't really want Genie to leave, but maybe... It, it was fortunate that he did leave because his legs had gone. You know, Allah, what David was saying about the the workload on Fabinho and and Henderson. Um, maybe we could have been a little bit smarter, but um, ultimately, it's a big money game, isn't it? Now the Premier League, and um, you know, we 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 just need to be to be doing a little bit more. I mean, you look at as well. I, I often, David, make these sort of slightly rambling speeches uh, on the pods. You, you look at the impact that Diaz had last yeah. January. I mean, that made a massive difference to us to have him come in. And, and, and you know, when we've missed him massively this season. So um, I'd like to see a little bit more pad from FSG. I'm not saying FSG out, but I'd just like them to back the manager a little bit more at key times. I like the sustainability model, um, and I think they've done well. They've, they've had to be smarter rather than um, 
be aggressive and and leverage the club with loans. Um, I like that. Uh, there's a lot of bad examples of how to own a football club. I think a couple of, um brought it back two years ago. I think other clubs would have been saying that's the model to do the Liverpool one, FSG one. Um, it just seems to have stalled in the last year or two, and I think the timing of putting the club up to sale. There's just there seems to be a well. There's always the 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 holy trinity, isn't it? It's supposed to be the 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 fans, the players, and the staff, and the club. And I I think at the moment there's that instability at the top. You've lost Edwards, you're losing <coughs> Ward. I think they've also lost another of apparently key staff that you know that the go the work behind the scenes. Um, the current model is under threat. Whether they get a new owner in, they might not do the, what they've done, but kind of like the money ball approach, kind of using a lot of stats and data. and um, Or maybe they can't feel they can't get an advantage from it anymore. That's why they're selling, because there's a lot of clubs copying that now. Every club kind of has these data and stats behind it. Maybe they've lost their competitive advantage and they're like, right, okay, we, we've made our money, let's cash in. Um, but it does seem to have been a bit of a stall and the times they have invested have been from big outgoings, and maybe they've they've not done enough of that in the last year or two, where they've they've really cashed in on some of their assets. For for example, they could have got they could have sold Cater two years ago and got thirty million for him. I don't know. Could have got some money back, Mox. Could have got money from Genie. Uh, I don't I don't remember what how big was the Mane transfer. I feel like that wasn't too big. He only had one year left in his contract. Arguably could have cashed in a mo. I'm not saying that at all because we all wanted him to stay, but perhaps they could have been a bit smarter. I feel like they haven't been smart in the last year or two with some of the, the transfer activities. And I, I, I don't know whether that is because that it's been part of the exit kind of strategy. Yeah. And they're kind of looking elsewhere. And it does, you, you can sense that a little bit. It just doesn't seem quite right at the top. And maybe that. Instability, that kind of uh, doubt is funneling her down a little bit throughout the club, but uh, it, it's all speculation, isn't it? I mean, you can't really, at the end of the day, we still got the same manager, we still got all, um, a lot of quality in that squad. They should be doing better. Yeah, I like that. So, I like that point, Pads, because you look at the bench on the weekend. I mean, our bench wasn't too shabby, was it? I know it's got. It's got Fabinho on it, who looks ruined. But, um, you know, it, it, who else was on there? Millie, Hendo, Ox, Darwin. Yeah. Um, someone else I'm forgetting. And then you had the lads on the pitch. Um, Kaita, Thiago. Um, never had any problem with Kaita, but he's, but he's, it's his availability. But Cetic is obviously a young player. Elliot's a young player. You know, this is the problem, isn't it? We're not really serving up uh, good enough performances at the moment based on what we've got. Um, and that's that's the problem. Um, Matt, we've got Wolves on, on Saturday, away from home, back in the Premier League. As we know, we need to start picking up points if we're going to keep any hopes of a top four finish. What's your What are your thoughts? Would you start again with that? With that same same midfield three, or would you look to change it up? Big big game against Wolves, isn't it? <clears throat> so important. 
Unless you're on dice, then, Matt. I know, I just had, some, I had, a, had a frog in my throat, yeah. Uh, no, a bit Sean Dice. He'll be, he'll be preparing, won't he, the, uh, the aerial strike for the derby, won't he? In a, will, he will, he will. Because that's coming up, isn't it, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's... I think I'm pretty confident against Wolves. I think we've got a beating of them. I think we did well against them in, in the Cup. So I think I think a similar mid, midfield, maybe maybe changing it around a little, perhaps putting putting Henderson in, in midfield might just might just freshen things up a little bit. Um, just going back to midfield, we've been saying, haven't we, all the time that perhaps putting Trent in midfield. I know, I know that, I know it doesn't seem like it's going to be the case, but it seems it seems like it seems like a it seems like a good solution. <clears throat> To mm-hmm. midfield, six sticking him in there and having Gomez at right back. Um, but you know it, it's been overlooked, isn't it? You know, but what what what's your take on that, David? I mean, we've been talking about Trent in midfield for a while, as Matt says. Do, do you think it? Um, do you think it would work if he tried it? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's. I don't think we have anything to lose uh, by trying it because yeah. one. If we try it and it doesn't work, then we can say, okay, we've tried it. All of, all of us, you know, armchair <laughs> pundits on, on Twitter can, you know, yeah, stop tweeting about it. Um, and mm. if it does work, we're like, okay, see, we've got this solution here. Um, but, you know, there, there are moments in, in, in matches where he is the furthest forward uh, and doesn't necessarily track back. Um, he's also often you know as far to the left as Tiago or um sometimes even Robbo and this isn't like a corner kick or free kick situation this is in the run of play he's wandered into these uh positions and, and that may be what they're asking him to do but very clearly we've not sorted out how to provide cover for when he goes on those uh, meandering runs um, and, you know, I think attacking wise, he offers a, a great amount of, uh, upsides. Uh, I think people have compared his, you know, ball playing ability to, to, uh, Kevin De Bruyne. Um, so, you know, <laughs> put him in the midfield, either you can put him as a, as a double pivot with, with Fabinho or Basetic, or you can put him up attacking with, with Tiago have, I think Gomez was mentioned, Milner, um, you know, give, uh, if I think Ramsey, is is he injured or is he, is he out on loan? I can't remember where he's. No, I don't know with Ramsey. He's, I think he's, I, I think he's fit, but he's just not had a look in. Yeah. I mean, this may be an opportunity for them to get him some matches and just say, okay, we're going to play and get him used to playing in the, in this environment, uh, get him match fit. Um, and get some experience there just so we can try this and maybe unlock a, a something new that we haven't seen. Um, I don't know. I think <laughs> the the common theme among fans here is, is generally like the, the same as we're having now. It's like, we're all just kind of like, what is happening? Where are the solutions? Yeah. Who do we bring in? Mm-hmm. How do we make these adjustments? What happened to Hindo and, and Fabinho? Where did their like, brain go um mm. you know how do we get mo firing again um and are we going to play trent in the midfield so <laughs> yeah 
and, yeah. and I've kind of evolved from no, absolutely not to yes, let's try this and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it, I I think that that's what I mean. It come it comes back to the point almost that this is an emotional Liverpool side and um, that they're, they're clearly not not happy. Uh, with the way things are going at the moment and they can't seem to arrest the the slide. And, um, you know, like we said with Salah, for example, we mentioned him because he's our, you know, our best player, our top players are either not available um, and those who are available are maybe not doing the business. And it's sort of the young players at the moment, like Bacetic and Elliot, who scored another good goal in the FA Cup. Uh, he won't be able to extend that run, sadly. And uh, Canate, who look like our best players at the moment. So there are things to be positive about for the future. But we just need to start scoring goals and keeping clean sheets. And if we can do that, um, we, can, um, Here it we comes. can turn the corner. Here it comes, the prediction, top four. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm not. I, I, I don't think I, I don't think I can boldly predict um, top four this season. But um, I mean, it, at least we can. Just, at least we can just concentrate on the league. I obviously got the Champions League as well. So things change. Things can change very quickly, can't they? I mean, yeah. as Dad was yeah. saying the other week, if suddenly Salah scores, um, I mean, it could be you know, it could be um, you know, from five yards or whatever. If he scores then suddenly he becomes more confident. Gakpo's due a goal. Nunes, if, if we can get him back on the pitch, I don't know why he didn't start on the weekend. If he can get a goal, then he can score some more. So suddenly, if those players start scoring, then we're going to hopefully um, see some more wins on the board. Um, and then suddenly they remember that they're a, that they're a good side again. Um, but at the moment, I just think they're in a... They're in a bit of a funk, and and you know, and things are going against them, and maybe they're having a sulk as well. Players like Trent, maybe the body language are not right, and who knows? Um, it's all a bit, uh, yeah, it's difficult to put your finger on on, on what it is. Um, but we go again on the weekend against Wolves, and. Um, <clears throat> Uh, you know, let's just hope um, we we're, we're smiling in May and we're holding big ears and we've won our seventh Champions League. That's where you've got to you've got to hope that um, you know there's a dream finish to this uh, this awful season um, because it really is a mess at the moment and the pudding is through the mill. Um, but David, thanks very much for for joining us on this week's show. It's been a pleasure to uh, to have your view on things and um hopefully when we speak again you'll have to come back on the pod we've 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 got a win under our belt um yeah yeah, yeah me, th me thanks for having me and uh yeah definitely 100 we should um uh hopefully we'll we'll have a better ending to the season or have something to be happy about uh either a surprise champions league finish or uh a trophy <laughs> somehow <laughs> absolutely no one will be complained then thanks very much for joining us uh, Liverpool are out with the FA Cup uh, they've got the Champions League and top four to play for let's hope they can get a win on the weekend against Wolves up the Reds
You've been listening to Brothers Red, an LFC fan podcast. Your host was James Cullen. Contributors were Matthew, Francis, Patrick and Andrew Cullen. Music and production by Helen Lyon. The best word I can say when describe this was boom. <laughs> <laughs>